his um, his hair hung down over his shoulders almost like a mane. Like he had like long hair coming off his head. Um, I think that it knew that it was scaring us. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And just darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. I knew what I heard was God. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. This week's episode's a little short, but it's still fun. Um, I'm bringing on Josh to the show. Josh had messaged me several months ago, and we talked back and forth you know, trying to line up a good time to talk. Come to find out, we are almost next door neighbors. We like we live on the same street. Had no clue, uh, so that, that was pretty cool. Um, I'm sure I'll be seeing a lot more of him, and he'll be seeing a lot more of me uh, now that we know that you know we're this close. But we we get on the phone together. Um, we talk about uh, paranormal. We talk about UFOs. He shares uh, some pretty personal stories about loss, and um, it's just, it makes for a good episode. Uh, I really appreciate Josh for coming on. So I won't keep you, uh, keep you waiting too much longer. Just go ahead and sit back and enjoy the show. I'm uh, Josh from Southern West Virginia. Um, always been interested in the paranormal most of my life, even as a little kid. I grew up in a very religious household, and... Uh, the paranormal wasn't really supported where I grew up at. I know that uh, my papa, he always told me that it was a bunch of baloney and stuff, but I always somewhat believed. And the show Ghost Hunters. Are you there? Came on whenever I was a kid. And I started watching that. Well, Follow there. Are you there? Yep, I can hear you. Can you, you hear me? Yeah, you dropped off for just a second, but uh, you picked up right where you left off. I think I think it was just a break in this in the connection. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Ghost Adventures came on. I got more and more interested in paranormal. Always looking for something beyond what I really saw. Whenever I turned about eighteen. I decided, man, me and a couple buddies, we went and got a mic, we went and got a recorder and a couple cameras from Walmart. We decided we was gonna go ghost hunting. Well, I was friends at the time with some guys from the Logan Fire Department, and they took us ghost hunting in the Guyan Valley Hospital. Well, after that, I basically had free range to go in there at any time that I wanted. So one night we went in there. 
we did a little ghost hunting and everything and we set some uh, different bibles out and like some toys up on the uh, children's floor well the next day we went back and like all the bibles were facing outward like they were up in the windows they were facing outward and like the toys were not there where they were we went back another day and we went down into the morgue and we uh how can i explain this i basically walked into an invisible like an invisible shield like i walked up to it and i couldn't walk any farther my body was just tingling i couldn't move hardly and we took a we took a picture and in that picture whenever we looked at it there was like 10 different orbs in it and for some reason in the orbs there was faces and whenever we got back we actually went on the the records for guy and valley hospital and actually found the photos of the people that were in the orbs oh. it was the craziest thing i ever seen in my life yeah, that's great that is scary <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> well we went and farted around and went to another couple locations and then we just sort of kind of died off because I, I really got into working on the ambulance. I worked on the ambulance for five years as an EMT. And uh, for some reason, most ambulance stations, at least the ones I worked at, always had some type of paranormal situation going on. There would there'd be dark figures in some, eerie feelings in another, but mostly every ambulance station never felt right to me. And whenever you, uh, and people say that like residual energy is left whenever somebody passes. Now, I know that to be a fact because whenever you walk into a home and somebody has passed away, if it's not a good death, you can feel it. It's a very dark, heavy feeling. But if you walk in and it's a peaceful death, then it, the, the energy is completely different. It's a, it's more of a uplifting situation, even though it's a sad situation, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, well, whenever, uh, in our first house we lived in, we lived in Williamson, West Virginia, and we lived in the house that used to be owned by the basketball coach there. And he went, he played college ball and everything and had all kinds of trophies in the basement. And whenever my wife was pregnant with our uh, middle child, uh, she was walking up the stairs and then next thing she remembered she was standing up in the closet, reaching up, and she had a hold of this, like, brown paper bag. And she had no idea why she was up there. I mean, she was six, seven months pregnant. And she got down, opened up, like, the brown bag. It was like the brown wrapping paper old people used to use 
yeah. whenever she opened it up, there was a photo of the of the gentleman and his wife and his kids there, and his uh, old varsity jersey from Williamson High School there. Wow. We reached out. We tried to reach out to his family. We never could, so we just put it back. We just didn't want to disturb anything. Um, in the second house we lived in, my wife and daughter had a lot of experiences that I just, I just never really, I just never really seemed to get. Uh, my wife, she always felt like dark energy in the second house. And, um, one day she looked over her shoulder and there was this little kid there just a full body apparition just ran off. And then another time in that house, the, uh, the cord with the blind called me and stopped. And then we moved from there into another house that was haunted. I don't know how we keep getting these haunted houses. <laughs> maybe they're just attached to you or maybe something's following you, man. Uh, it's different things at different places. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, this next place, it was right behind Hardy's in Chapmanville. And I remember as a little kid, I had this friend, he was a history buff. And he always told me about how there was this battle of Chapmanville Hill. And it happened right around behind Hardy's. And we'd hear footsteps all at night and everything. And one night, a pan full of brownies ended up in the trash. We have no idea how. Hmm. And um, how can I explain this? Uh, we just, we learned to deal with it, you know? Yeah. Luckily, the next couple places wasn't haunted that we've moved to. Um, fast forward, I mean, this is probably four years later. We was up at Blackwater Falls State Park. And um, we was out camping with a couple friends. We wasn't really drinking or anything like that. But I don't know if you've ever been at Blackwater Falls, but uh -huh. it's no, yeah, it's notorious whenever you camp up there to see, you can see the galaxy. It's the clear skies in West Virginia. Um, we uh, we were sitting out in the open field, just sitting and talking, and we saw this little star, and it just. It looked like a star, but it was just like a light. And it just started slowly moving. And it went up a little bit and down a little bit, up a little bit, and then it shot off. Hmm. And then a couple moments later, we saw this uh, triangular star system, it looked like, but it was all moving in unison. I mean, there was no planes out, there was no anything. There was no flashing lights on these star-like things and it was just a perfect triangle they was just constantly moving 
the, and then the eventually they, 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 what is it were they keeping that triangle keeping shape the whole time they were moving yes okay and then eventually it was like they just faded out into nothing And um, we're going to get a little bit heavy here. In February, well, in January, my uh, son, he ended up with RSV and got sick. Well, he recovered. He was fine. In February, just he passed away. Just we put him to bed one night. He didn't wake up the next morning. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. He was 18 months old and um, it was, it's been really tough. Yeah, but, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it's like, it's like his spirit uh, follows us in a way because we moved <clears throat> exactly after that happened. And like little things would happen. Like uh, we'd hear one of his toys go off or. You know, you'd, <clears throat> you'd hear something or, and then there was one night, there was me and my wife, we was having a little moment and we just felt this cold figure just like come up on us. The, the house was warm, but it was a, it was a cold figure, like the, um, like the height of him. And it's just like, it put its, it's like he put his hands like, one hand on uh, my wife and one hand on me. I'm sorry, that, but oh no, take your time, man. I, I'm so sorry to hear about that. I I couldn't imagine what it would be like to lose one of my kids, man. Uh, I I'm very. All I can say is I'm sorry. I, yeah, it's one of the toughest things you'll ever go through. Um, hey, buddy. <clears throat> but. After we got the uh, results from everything, um, everything just somewhat went away. It's like he he finally uh, moved on. Well, about August or something like that, me and my wife, we was driving from our house to McDonald's uh, by Walmart in Logan. And as you know, whenever you come up on, whenever you cross up Crawley Dip, you know, once you go through the dip and you come up, there's no street lights, right? Right. right. You know, you know that little turnoff where people have all those four wheeler trails. Yep. We was just around there, and we saw this. Uh, we saw this craft just shoot across the sky it was circular and it was probably only about 200 feet above us whenever it went over and it went so fast i've never seen an airplane move that quick man it was just circular and it was uh i would say if i had to guess probably maybe 30 yards in diameter or something like that. Yeah. And it was just the brightest white on the bottom. And it shot from one side of the mountain 
all the way across the gap and it was gone. Wow. As soon as you saw it, it was gone. And one night on my route while I was driving my truck, I was coming through uh, Wifeful, Virginia. And right above the truck stop, there was this like triangular type aircraft and it was pure black. It was blacker than the sky. There was like street lights and stuff out. And it was just probably 150, 200 feet above the interstate. And all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, it went from steel to it shot off and it was gone. There was no lights on this one or anything, but it was a lot bigger than the um, than the first one that we saw. Like mm-hmm. I have no idea how to explain it. It had like volume to it, like it was tall, and it was like triangular. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, uh, and you could you could see it against the night sky though, without without it having lights yeah. on pretty solid for sure <laughs> you know yeah hey guys if you're looking for some merch from the bump podcast you can go to my uh my website actually at the bumppodcast.com uh go to the home page scroll down just a little bit and there'll be a merch and sponsors section uh click on the teespring or Redbubble link and both of those will take you to different t-shirts and uh different apparel and stuff like that uh, that has our logo or some things that I've designed um, for purchase. It's available. Uh, you can click on any of our episodes off the website there. Um, just scroll over to the episode section, click the link, and it'll take you to listen to the episode of your choice. But it takes you to uh, anchor.fm. And on there is a listener support button. I would really appreciate any support I can get. Um, they have recurring donation amounts or whatever. Anything and everything would be greatly appreciated. It just helps me to put that money into the show to make it better for everybody and to keep growing. Um, let me see what else. Yeah, check me out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, you know, all the social media stuff. Um, I really appreciate it. Please, if your uh, app that you listen to podcasts on has a section for ratings or reviews, please go give me a thumbs up, give me a five-star rating, review, whatever. Keep spreading the word, um, sharing this stuff on social media and telling your friends about it uh, has really helped me tremendously. So thank you. Once again, go to thebumppodcast.com. There's links to everything. And I... I really appreciate the love and support. And check out the Bump Podcast on YouTube. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A few years back, Squatch Survival Gear started making packs to help special tactics units around the world survive the rigors of combat. You know, then they decided maybe they can help more people survive. So if you're looking for a rugged pack that you can trust not to fall apart when you need it the most, look no further. Squatch Survival Gear has a pack for you, and they will help you survive in the urban jungle to the deepest, darkest woods. You know, their packs are made right here in the United States of America, and they mean every component of their packs. Um, every part of it is made in the U.S. And uh, that's just as hard to find as a Bigfoot, is what Chris says. That's the, uh, the guy. <laughs> it's his company. Uh, Squatch Survival Gear. They have gear that will help you survive. Get yours at SquatchSurvivalGear.com. And if you go there today, you can use promo code BUMP10, B-U-M-P-10, and save 10% off of all purchases site-wide. Hey, if you like CBD products or you're looking to try them out for the first time, try HempBombs.com. Uh, Hemp Bombs have been, they, they are the leader in CBD products. Um, best potency for your buck, hands down. Everything is grown right there in the uh, in, in-house. You know, from seed to distribution, Hemp Bombs takes care of it all. Uh, they have CBD gummies, lollipops, lip balm, uh, lotions, um, pet treats. They have everything. Hemp Bombs, H-E-M-P-B-O-M-B-S dot com. Hempbombs.com. Try them out. Um, they even sell sample packs if you just want to try that. Use promo code BUMP, B-U-M-P, 20 to save 20% off site-wide on any products. That's BUMP, 20, B-U-M-P, 20, at hempbombs.com. Uh, you have nothing to lose. I believe they even have a 30-day money-back guarantee. I've used the products for years, and I wouldn't be, tell- I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't believe in the product, I'll tell you that right now. So go try them out. Um, use my promo code. Save a little bit of cash. You won't regret it. I got over, well, not technically got over, but learned to cope with the uh, loss of my son. It's highly controversial. But it was through the use of psychedelics. Okay. I, I had a strong psilocybin mushroom trip and a couple dmt trips and it 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 brought me to a place of acceptance it's it's very hard to explain but it brought me to a place of acceptance right 
you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And you know, they're, they're pushing really hard to, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've done experiments and stuff with psychedelics and how it affects PTSD and, uh, and, you know, traumatic experiences with people. Um, you know, they're, they're looking to maybe there's a push for them to help out with veterans that would that have PTSD. They said it can be absolutely cured with, uh, one dose, you know, of the yeah. mushrooms. Now, I mean, I don't suggest it for everybody, right. but it worked for me. Right. And <clears throat> it's like the most loving feeling you ever had in the world. And it's like full acceptance. And it's like the, the entities you meet are glad that you're there. And they're glad that you met them. And it's like they they hug you in love and acceptance. Well, can you, I know I heard, can, you, can you explain what, to me a little bit? Like, what, what kind of entities are we talking about? Are they angels? or? No. Honestly, most of what I've seen is like abstract entities. They almost look like elves. And... I've seen a lot of like, I know it's weird, but a lot of like Hindu references. Really? Yes. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I'm not really the most religious person in the world. I mean, it was shoved down my throat whenever I was a kid. And it brought me a spiritual awareness yeah. that I didn't know before. And I know I heard somebody on your podcast like two weeks ago talk about having an out-of-body experience. Yes, yeah, yeah, Joel, yeah. It, yeah, exactly what he described is what happens. Wow. You know, I think that's so interesting, man. I, I'm a little apprehensive uh, to try it personally, but I, I'm all, I'm all for people doing what they want to do with them. You know, I'm, I'm all yeah. about do what you want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it works for oh, you, yeah. then great. You know, if it works for you, then fantastic. I'm very interested well, to see how that would go. You know, I, I'm really, really interested in that kind of subject. It's it's one of those things that you have to proceed with caution. And I read that it does help with a lot of things. And I listened to the Joe Rogan experience, and he talked very highly of it. Right. And I got, I got into Terrence McKenna, and he said, uh, I don't mean to belittle anybody, but he said, why go and meditate for 20 years whenever you can just take this whenever you can just take this chemical and it takes you there. Mm. And if you notice in most religions, it, they all basically have the same principles. It's all love each other. It's all be a good person. 
Right. And that's what I that's what I experienced on those molecules. I'm not saying everybody should do it. Right. But I had to do something to help me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it helped you. Yeah. I am too. I was in a really bad place earlier this year. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um the uh now I guess we can talk about Bigfoot. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> you know, the experience that I talked about on Sasquatch Chronicles, um you probably know really exactly where that was at. Um, yes. In the Crawley Dip there, <laughs> where you're talking about seeing that UFO. I was right off that right-hand side of the hill in the wildlife management area. You know, I could hear traffic go by on the dip. Yeah. I was right down in there. Okay. Um Whenever I used to hunt, uh, you know where Coal Branch is in Logan? Yep. If you go all the way up through there, you can get all the way up to where the park gate is. If you follow the right trails. Uh-huh. Now, that's basically where the best hunting is, is right along that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not illegal because it's not in the state park. Right. But I always noticed that most of the time whenever he was out there, you never felt like he was alone. I've never had a Bigfoot experience myself, but every day I look for it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. I mean, sometimes I sit out on my porch and I can hear weird things up in, the, up in the hills, and you know exactly where I live. Right. I don't know if you've, if you've ever heard anything weird. Yeah, actually I have um, about maybe six weeks ago. I Me did. too. Did you really? Yeah. Um, the, uh, did you ever listen to Astonishing Legends? Only all the time. I love that show, man. Did you listen to the 20 hours on the Patterson-Gimlin film? Yes, every minute of it. That's the best... Me too. The best coverage I've ever heard of the Patterson-Gimlin film. They they didn't yes, miss anything, man. They they nailed that. Yes, they did. Um, That's what really re-sparked my interest in Bigfoot. I know that Growing up, I was told it was just a man in an ape suit and everything, but something always seemed off to me about it. Yep. And listening to that long, drawn-out podcast where they went through every scenario that it could have been, (laughs) and it all fell through, it really sparked my interest again. Yes. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but she's not with me right now. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Now we can talk. (laughs) Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the Brohio podcast? I have. I've listened to maybe one episode, maybe two episodes of Brohio. Okay. I know that they're sort of kind of vulgar. They're not for everybody, but 
they have a burning question on there. And I would like to ask you. Okay. Is it, does Bigfoot have a big old human one or does he have a, or does he have a big old red rocket? <laughs> you know what, Josh? That's exactly what I asked Will last week on my show. <laughs> <laughs> and according to him, he's way more human than he is anything else. Really? Yeah, that's what that's what I was told, man. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I figured it'd make it kind of hard to run, but Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about this. Whenever I was working on the ambulance, we were stationed out of uh, Lenore Fire Department for a while. And I don't know if you know very much about the Lenore area, but that's where the Dingus Tunnel is and all that. Yeah. A lot of crazy stuff happens up there. Yes. But in the fire department, we would be just sitting around, just waiting to go do something, because I was young and dumb. And we would hear, like... Uh, fire truck doors open and close, open and close. You hear people walk up and down the steps, and nobody be in there. You always got weird vibes whenever you was in there alone. So I'd always sit out my car and wait on somebody to uh, show up, sit in there with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt any place down around there being haunted. Have you heard the uh, legends about the Dingus Tunnel? Yes, I have. I, sure I don't know have. if you've heard this legend, but I've worked on the ambulance down through there. I spoke with a lot of old people about it, just chit-chatting. And they told me that they know for a fact that whenever, uh, this is very racist, but whenever black people would come through, the Dingus Tunnel, they would pull them off of the uh, they pulled them off the train, kill them and put them in the walls. You know, I've heard similar things. Um, uh, I did an episode about uh, Dingus Tunnel was, was mentioned. It was episode 14. I, it was called The Ghost of Tug Valley. And yeah. uh, I had people there from the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau of that area. And they talk about some of these local legends and how racist the area was. And just yes. when when the tunnel was being put in, all all the uh, the shady business that went on out there, it... That yes. alone is enough to keep that place haunted for eternity. Mm -hmm. I listened to that episode, and whenever they started talking about the uh, old Williamson Memorial Hospital, it really jogged a memory for me. Uh, one night, me and my wife, she used to rescue animals around the Williamson area. And we went to go give this dog to this woman. We was meeting her at the Williamson High School, which is directly off the hill from, Williams, from the old Williams Memorial Hospital. Mm -hmm. There isn't supposed to be anybody in there. All the lights are normally out. Well, that night, 
we noticed that there was a room that was lit. You could see it from where we were sitting. And it's not supposed to be like this. We started looking. It looked like there was somebody walking back and forth, back and forth in there. And then all of a sudden the lights went off and back on. And then somebody was walking back and forth, back and forth. And I was friends with the 911 dispatchers up there. So I drove up there after we uh, met that woman. And they told me, they said, they get reports like that all the time. Wow. That there's people inside there whenever there is not. Yeah. Uh, my friends that I used to work with on the ambulance, they used to be stationed out of the way of some memorial hospital. And they have so many stories from stories to where they would see something in the dark to where you you could hear like an old cot being drugged down the hallway. From what I've heard, that is a very scary and really haunted place. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt it at all. And, you know, I didn't think about uh, Guyan Valley Hospital. I bet that I bet that is a pretty good place to go if you're looking to get scared to death. Yeah, now, since they've remodeled, you're not really able to get in anymore. Yeah. And I've somewhat lost that connection that I had with that guy. But he said whenever they started remodeling it, it's a really trustworthy guy. He said that whenever they put like some type of foam down on the floor, I don't know how true this is, but he said that a pentagram was drew, like the pentagram dissolved in the foam on the floor. Oh, wow. I wonder, yes. I wonder if there's something, I guess... Maybe there had been somebody down there that put something on the floor in the shape of a pentagram that would that would eat up that foam. Like maybe they had put some kind now of chemical that down. I do not know. Ooh. Yeah. Did you ever go inside the man hospital whenever it was closed? I didn't. No, I didn't. I mean, you wasn't allowed to. <laughs> but we would we would park down at Mann High School and walk. I think it was like a quarter of a mile or something like that. We would do it in the middle of the night. We'd walk the quarter mile, make sure there was no cops around. Yep. And then we'd shoot in there and hang out. And you would hear, you'd hear people walking around in there and like you'd be the only ones in there. And it was, it was honestly one of the, uh, it was one of the spookiest places I've ever been in. Probably just because all the insulation was down and all the medical equipment was still there. It was a very scary place. Yeah. And just had that haunted vibe to it. Oh, yes. Well, let me ask uh, you. I never had any true, yeah. Uh, you were talking about you know, if you go into a home where there was, you know, death that was kind of untimely or wasn't in a, a natural way that, you know, it felt you could feel the negativity. Have you always been sensitive to that kind of stuff? Like, do you consider yourself like a sensitive 
or an empath? No, I've never really thought about it in that way, but I do get weird vibes from places. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that maybe been what had drawn you to uh, work as an EMT, you know, before this, no. before your current job, or if it was just, uh, you know, just a, a feeling you got. I just liked helping people. Yeah. And the, the paycheck wasn't enough to support a family. So I had to leave that job. Man, I feel you there. It, if, you know, the state park down here had paid better, I probably would have never left that job. <laughs> that would be a dream job. Yeah, man. Um, speaking more on the empath thing, my wife is very sensitive. She, uh, she's actually a pagan. Okay. And she, she heavily believes that she can feel different things that, I mean, I just do not feel. So I guess there's just certain places that I do feel weird vibes, but like I said, whenever there is a, whenever it's like an elderly person, they just pass away at home. It's not a bad feel. Right. But in other situations, it is not the best feeling. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, man. It, I mean, I, it's just like really I, heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And also what you were talking about, um, being out there hunting in a certain area, how you just didn't feel like you were alone. That's the way a, a lot of the hiking trails were down around Chief Logan. Um, I've been on a lot of those hiking trails. Yeah, man. I, I had one certain spot I like to go to while I worked there. Um, well, you probably know where the wildlife exhibit is, where they keep all the animals. Yes. I, I, I ran that for a couple of years. And I would go back behind the bear exhibit where they kept Mandy and Rascal. Um, yeah. if, you, if you go on up in there, there's a, a trail back there. And there's a nice little quiet area where the, you know, the creek's going through and there's a big mossy log. And I would sit back there and drink coffee because I could hear if any car door shut at the front of the exhibit, I could run back down. I'd just go back there and just sit by myself for a little while. And yeah, it wasn't all the time, but every once in a while, I just got this feeling like I better get out of there. Um, yeah. No clue. I mean, I worked with black bears, so I wasn't exactly terrified of that kind of stuff you know it didn't feel like that it just felt like it's time to get up and leave <laughs> you know yeah i would feel that way on the woodpecker trail yep i know i've hiked that a few times and i really feel like that on that trail yep woodpecker trail the uh the wilderness trail it's the it's the longest one it starts either at the campground and goes to the wildlife exhibit or vice versa, whichever end you want to start on. It's about seven miles. Yeah, I, I look at that, but I'm I'm too fat. <laughs> <laughs> well I'd make I, it halfway. It, it it took me quite a while to do it, but you know, that was my job. You know, I was out there clearing the trails up. Uh yeah. But yeah, about halfway through that trail, man, 
it got creepy quick. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it's because there's Bigfoot in there or if it's because there's spirits in that in those woods, which I wholeheartedly believe. Um, yeah. It's just hard to tell, man. Well, I mean, there's tons of abandoned mine shafts. Yeah. Back in those woods. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can just, you can ride, you can walk or drive by somewhere and you can just see. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can see the opening where the old mine shaft used to be. Yep. Well, that's the show for this week, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you do enjoy it, please go to wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Give us a five-star rating, a review, or a thumbs up, or whatever you can do. Uh, keep spreading the word about the podcast. I really appreciate that. Uh, let me see. Updates. Yes, the website. We have thebumppodcast.com up and running now. Uh, you can go listen to every past episode. There's a, a page for that. I got all the cover art on there. Just click on the, the title of the show. It takes you straight to that episode through my anchor.fm account. And from there, if you wish to donate to the show, you know, to help support everything, which um, sponsors kind of come and go. But that monthly support, that really helps out to get, you know, more equipment and to, to make it a better listening experience for you guys. You can do that from there. Also, there's links to my Teespring and Redbubble merch pages. You can go there and get uh, probably half a dozen different t-shirt styles are out there now. we got mugs, stickers, anything you can think of is available with some kind of new design that I've put out there on Redbubble. And there's some on Teespring still yet. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, Facebook. I uh, don't think I'm forgetting anything, but yeah, just check out the site. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. I love everybody there that's sitting at home or on their commute listening to the show. Um, it means a lot to me, and we'll just keep doing this until people stop calling in with shows. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Until next time.